Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I am telling this story about both the healing of Jairus's daughter and the healing of the woman with the issue of blood from the verses in Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. So yesterday's episode was about how Jesus, uh, kind of the prelude to this story, and then how Jesus uh, goes with Jairus when Jairus asks for his help. So it says, a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And I don't know if you've ever been in a mob scene, but maybe you've been like in an airport line and there's kind of like people all around you. And this is maybe less true now. Probably uh, you think about trying to get on a ride at an amusement park, but there can be a sense of almost panic as people invade your personal space. And there's such an energy around all of those people. I remember Judith McNutt at one point said, that when they first, when she and Francis first started Christian Healing Ministries, they would have a time of healing or like a healing prayer service. And they hadn't yet figured out just basic structures around how to help people stay uh, orderly. So, you know, at this point, they just put tape down at the front of the auditorium or the the space and have people come forward and stand on the line or other places might have um, teams of people at different spots around the front and then you go and form lines in front of them but initially they hadn't thought through that sort of thing and that sense of like we're actually being mobbed like oh it's time to pray for people and here's 50 people all reaching out like we need your help and just that sense of like oh that would be really a little bit overwhelming. Like uh, so that, oh, just the amount of physical energy while also trying to walk, while also trying to get somewhere. And it says then in verse 25, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And you know, at this point, if we think about kind of modern situations or sanitary products, like, okay, that would be very unpleasant and rather disgusting. But the idea of bleeding that much for that long, throwing clots every day, all day long, no modern sanitary products. So you're dealing with torn up rags, they have to rinse. <laughs> Where do you even get enough of them? The amount of fatigue you know, today, if we get a little bit low in iron, we can go and get an iron supplement. And depending on which one you need, you know, when I was expecting the first time I went and had a blood draw, I was like, that doesn't look quite right. My blood was kind of like pink and frothy. And I'm like, I think it's supposed to be a little more red than that. Sure enough, I needed to take a better iron supplement. And for me, Hemaplex was amazing. I'm just throwing that out there in case anybody else needs iron. But you know, so you take your iron supplement and you're reasonably okay. This would have been well before they had any sense of how to help somebody who's becoming incredibly physically depleted. So physically, she's doing something that is unsightly and it makes her exhausted. Then socially, she would have been unclean for 12 years, which means if she was married, and most people I think at that time were, so her husband couldn't have come into her for 12 years. She would have been 
uh, you know, kind of like the cushions she uses, everything is just for her because everything she touches is unclean. And so relationally, this is a disaster. What would she produce for public consumption? What kind of a uh, what kind of service could she be offering? Maybe she could start a cottage industry for other people who were also unclean, but you can certainly imagine this would not have been a good situation for her financially. And then we also know that she spent all she had. And my friend Connie Anderson once, once taught a sermon or preached on how the medical community dealt with things like this at that time. And it was all manner of bizarre folk things. If you can imagine the kinds of things, you know, like dried horse ears that have been ground up. That wasn't one of them. I'm just making things up. But kind of that level of not nice uh, attempts to try to heal. And so financially, she's. it says that she spent everything she had, but she didn't get better. She got worse. And I have talked to different friends who have had a flow of blood that went from like, you know, a normal amount to a really not normal amount. And just the almost panic that comes like, am I going to bleed out? It, what is going to happen to me? And the, the need for, you know, even today for swift medical care. And yet she's been living with this condition for 12 years. And so you imagine she goes to see Jesus and the reality is she should not have been in that crowd. And so even for her to go and touch the hem of his garment, which we're going to get to in a second, but that was completely forbidden for her. That was not the place where she should have been. That was not anything that she should have done. But you have this impoverished, shunned woman who really has no relationship capacity at this point and who has had no sign of any change or positive hope for 12 years. So you can imagine even mentally the uh, discouragement, the hopelessness that would come. So continuing on, it says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Oh, Jesus, thank you. That is so beautiful. So my friend Carla pointed out that the translation here, um, and it might not just, it might be in a different account of this story, because here it just says the hem of his cloak. But one of the translations would say the tassel of his robe. So as I understand it in Jewish garments, they will have tassels on the corners. But anyway, whether it's a tassel, whether it's just the hem, one of the verses in the Old Testament says that it's something like the Son of Man will come with healing in his wings. But another translation of that is that same, like the tassel, that robe, that edge. And so it could be that what she heard or like what the Holy Spirit moved in her was that it was like, wait a minute, this could be that one that if I could just touch him, like he doesn't even need to speak. I just need to go and touch that bit because the sun will rise with healing in his wings, in his tassels, in his in the edge of his cloak. And so she went and she did it. And again, you're kind of like, 
how did she do that? Like she's surrounded by all of this mosh pit of humanity. And yet somehow she manages to get close enough in her weak and depleted state with garments that were probably not of the cleanest and certainly not of the finest because she had spent all she had and yet had gotten not a bit better. And yet she touches and in that instant she's healed. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, Jesus, you're so beautiful. And, you know, my friend Carla Pratico, when she taught on this, it was part of a branding class of all things. And she said, Jesus was always on brand. (laughs) That his brand of healing was so powerful and so strong that this woman in her kind of isolated state could say, I know what will happen if I go and touch him. I know what he carries. I know who he is. And so because of that, that she went and she was willing to go through the social awkwardness and everything of pressing in for her healing. And then, yeah, and then she was. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you are always on brand. (laughs) Lord, I thank you for how precious you are, for how good you are. Lord, I thank you that that we come to you and we say we want to touch the hem of your garment too. And Lord, we recognize that that looks different, that you treat us each individually. But Lord, this picture is such a beautiful picture of what you walked in on this earth. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.